Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. The professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and moneraefinancial.com. And tell them Mickey Dude sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Chuck Fitzgerald, alongside my fellow big guy, both in heart and in size. You may want to get that heart looked at. Tim Schweska. Tim, how are you this evening? I am doing fine and a little irritated with the Orlando folk when they're talking about how cold it's going to be because it's going to be 30 degrees. I'd trade for some 30 degrees right now. Um, let me just pull up. It is currently 16 up here. Uh, right now, our air temperature is 8, and we are looking at a feels-like temperature of below 3, and the air temperature will reach below 0 tonight. So, uh, yeah, give me the third 30-degree weather. I will mow my lawn and grill out. Oh, heat wave, 30 degree heat wave, because as with you, our current air temperature, like I said, was uh, 16 or whatever. Our feels like five. Yep. Five. And uh, tomorrow. Three is a high yesterday, because that's their low. Their low is 30. Their high is about 65, 66. Again. We would be swimming with that weather. Oh, absolutely. They're swimming naked. Well. I, <laughs> until the cops showed up. Yeah. At least, yeah. I mean, we have some uh, decorum. Once the police are there, you have to put some clothes on. Agreed. Which, speaking of which, I mean, if you could raise, uh, if you could speak up, I'm, I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Oh, that's fantastic. What a good... You know, it took us all of two minutes for a... uh, Not a Family Guy reference, a Simpsons reference. When it's it's very hard not to quote anything from the Conan O'Brien years. Uh, I mean, some of the best writing the Simpsons ever had. I mean, yeah, the Simpsons are just fantastic. 
from even early on to even now. Um, it's still, still hysterical. Uh, Definitely still, uh, you know, still keeps my attention. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. We watch it to go to bed because it's The Simpsons. I mean, how can you not? It's it's simple. There's no continuity of storyline 90% of the time. You don't need to focus. It's not like watching The West Wing to go to sleep. Which I also do, just for clarification. But let's escape the cold of the North and the depression of the Bills. And let's head down to the 2022 Epcot Festival of the Arts. And let's take a look and do ourselves a little snack crawl here, Tim. What are your thoughts? I am all about hitting up Epcot and going farting. I, uh, hmm. It was uh, my first visit to Festival of the Arts last year in about three years. And uh, it was very, very enjoyable. Uh, there's a lot of things I see back on the menu from last year. And yeah, it last year I absolutely loved uh, going uh, to the Festival of the Arts because it was the first time in about three years my wife and I were able to make the trip. And this time around, uh, because of limited capacity, we were able to try everything we wanted to, which was awesome. So, yeah, that limited capacity thing is definitely not going to happen this year. Um, I, I vaguely remember seeing some video shot by the Mickey Dude's own on-the-ground on reporter, Jeff Williams, uh, about a six-hour line for some popcorn. Is that, is that correct? Sound about right? Yes, I I have noticed a lot of people standing in line uh, for a ridiculous amount of time for... Uh, some Chinese plastic arranged in uh, the shape of an imaginary dragon. Uh, I did notice that. Uh, as much as I absolutely love Figment, as much as I have a sentimental attachment to Figment, as uh, the year Epcot opened, it was my, my first visit. Uh, and my first stuffed toy ever from Disney World was a Figment with his classic yellow and uh, red sweater. I'm not standing in line for six hours for anything even close to that. I, no. No. Just uh, no. And, and my next no. question was going to be, Tim, is there anything that you would stand six hours in line for? You know, I used to believe that I would stand in line sometimes forever for um, maybe a rare beer or a rare whiskey or scotch and i have found that there's really nothing worth standing in line for an inordinate amount of time or unless unless that line ends in a personalized meet and greet and half an hour one-on-one -on -one conversation with mel brooks i'm not interested so yeah, yeah not a chance literally nothing nothing i would stand in line for for six hours I don't even like being at work for six hours, let alone standing in line. Yeah, uh, it's to me. Uh, and what I don't get is I know there's a lot of people turning around and they're selling these things on the secondary market, which, by the way, wow. Um, you're the type of people who think that uh, you were players in the market when you bought GameStop. So 
uh, because spending six hours just twiddling your thumbs to end up with a couple of popcorn buckets that you can sell for 100 bucks a pop or 200 bucks or whatever some idiot out there is willing to pay. I mean, we're still getting reservations for Galactic Star Cruiser at 5,000 bucks for two nights. So I'm sure there's someone out there who's going to pay it. Yes. Yes, there definitely is. And that's enough of the stonks conversation. Hang on. So moving on, let's talk about this year's 2022 Festival of the Arts, which is running from January 14th, so it's been going on for about uh, 11 days now, all the way through February 21st. Disney is saying that it celebrates three artistic disciplines, culinary, visual, and performing arts. However, it's Tim and I here, so you know we're going to be talking about food. There are 15 unique food booths this year for the Festival of the Arts, and there are menus, and boy, is there food. So very much like the Food and Wine Festival and the Flower and Garden Food Festival, uh, Disney has found a way to keep the boost up all year long and created the Festival of the Arts. So we are going to go through a snack crawl-ish. Uh, as for those of you who have been listening to us for the entire time we've been recording, we're sorry and thank you. Um, the days of the $15 budget, though, are gone. It needs to be. There is things on these menus now that are ten plus dollars. That would be one thing. There's ten fifty for this cocktail. You know, there's up oh, up. Oh, you could get one drink for fifteen dollars. That would have been the entire old budget. So as inflation and Disney pricing goes up, we have eliminated the budget just because it would be impossible to to do. I mean. Can't even park for $15 anymore. Park. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, the only thing you can pretty much do for $15 is... Get asked to leave. You, yeah, you can uh, You can maybe snag a, a cup of water, um, a third of a Dole Whip, and uh, yeah, and you can park, I think, uh, a Vespa, maybe. No, that's still 50 bucks. Oh, oh, okay. Well, <sighs> what about a short, a big wheel? Could I park a big wheel for $15? No, they'll ask you to leave. Oh, okay. So okay. I March. will defer round one to you, Tim. Tell us what booth you're going to be taking us to and tell us what from that booth you want to get. And that's how we're kind of going to do this. We're each going to pick a booth and then you can pick your ace, uh, your number one snack, and then the other person will have to get something else off that menu and we'll go for like two or three rounds. Okay. I know that's a curveball. <laughs> uh, I am going to have to take a trip over to uh, Gushiki, Japan. Okay. And they have a new menu item that, uh, that sounds really good. It is a uh, chicken kusiyaji. And it's breaded and fried chicken with yum yum sauce and vegetables. Uh, brand new, uh, new feature this year. Eight fifty, uh, not too bad. You know, get some chicken, some veggies, some yum yum sauce. Eight, you know, eight eight dollars fifty. That's that's not uh, that's not too bad when it comes to the snack crawl. So, uh, nice, you know, a nice chance uh, at something. And uh, as far as uh, as far as the Beverage, going to have to go after the uh, the Niseko Flurry Sake, rum, white cranberry juice, blue curacao, and lime juice. 
That so sounds, sounds like delicious. Yes. Sounds like a nice, uh, nice refreshing drink. Uh, probably take a nice, uh, nice sniff of it and uh, pass it right over to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I am going to have to go with the uh, the same food because sushi donut is the only other food option. And it's I, I can't do that. No. I mean, just because it's shaped like a donut doesn't mean it is, in fact, a donut. That's not a donut. That's a lie. Honestly, the one thing I will say, uh, my wife and I are both sushi fans. Okay. And the sushi donut was okay. It was good. But, I mean, it was just... I don't understand what everyone's so nuts about. It's like, oh, it's sushi in the shape of a donut. Yeah, it's 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 your regular sashimi. It's it's your you know it's it's your sticky rice covered with your your piece of fish. Yep. It's just in the shape of a donut. I mean, really, when it comes to it, it's uh, eight dollars fifty. Also, you could really just go out the uh, the back of International Gateway, go over to uh, the Swan. And get a table at Kimonos, and they have amazing sushi. Uh, my wife and I stayed at the Dolphin last year, and one night uh, we actually did carry out. We ordered about six rolls, and uh, we ordered some edamame to take back to the room. I think our tab was uh, seventy-five bucks, mm-hmm. which I mean, honestly, I mean that's that's a good price for where we live. Uh, let alone Disney property, and the sushi was phenomenal. So, uh, as as much as much as that sushi donut sounds awesome, it it's really as, as Disney food blog likes to say. I mean, you're really just grabbing for the Instagram picture. Save your money. Go have yourself a nice dinner out the back at the uh, Monos. Well, it, it seems to me like a lot of this stuff is just for the Instagram picture. Like it's not. Anything other than presentation. Some, I would, some, some I would say, uh, but some of it is just it. It does at least the flavor clump comes through. The flavor comes through like gangbusters. I mean, uh, last year I think they did a a dragon fruit mousse that was covered. Uh, I mean, it was like a papaya mousse covered in like a dragon fruit uh, syrup, mm-hmm. and it was on a piece of shortbread, which and it was this bright pink color. It popped. It was gorgeous a lot of people were taking pictures of it but i can tell you with as awesome as it looked it tasted 10 times better (laughs) it was phenomenal so the one thing i will say is they are doing a great job on presentation instagrammable stuff and also making it taste good which they weren't you know sometimes with some of these other festivals other than food and wine they weren't doing such a good job of they're doing it now though so well that is important because they Disney is very much like the social flex, as it were. Um, so people do utilize it for the social media aspect of it. However, you know, you, you gotta, you can't just say, oh, it's good and have it be good. Nope, I, I completely agree. Uh, you have to have the wow factor. You have to have uh, the taste. You, you, you just, you have to, you know, you, you, you got to hit all your senses. It's got to smell good. It's got to look good. It's got to taste good. Mm-hmm. And it also, I mean, you want to try and also, especially with it being a snack, you want to try and keep it within a reasonable price too. Well, kind of. Um, but with that being said, I am going to take us over to uh, Vibrante and Vivido 
Do you know what this one is actually uh, for, Mr. Tim? It is the Colombian uh, cuisine inspired by Disney's animated film Encanto. Have you seen Encanto yet? Because it's like underneath vibrant and vivid or whatever. Um, it says Encanto Cocina, which is Enchan- uh, Encanto Kitchen. Okay. Have, uh, you, have you seen the movie I yet? Have. Yes, I have. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. We do not talk uh, about Bruno. No, no, no. But. Go on. Oh, no, it just it's it's a uh, it's it's a fantastic movie. Um, I I made uh, <laughs> I, it was a fantastic movie and uh, I, I did well for watching it while dodging uh, objects being randomly thrown at me from my wife when I kept asking her. This is really good, but I liked it better when it was X-Men. I um, liked it better when it was uh, Hamilton. <laughs> I never thought of that, but <laughs> I mean, the songs are essentially the same, not like Lin-Manuel Miranda's a one trick pony, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, I've seen the Heights too. And <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. I'm starting to connect the dots. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. I, I love you, Lynn. I do. I absolutely love your performances. I love your art. <laughs> yeah, in no way are we talking or are we bad mouthing Lynn Manuel Miranda. He is one of the original Mickey dudes, however. Fun fact. Very little known fact actually until I just said it right now. Oh, Lynn Manuel was. Yeah, long time uh Mickey dude. Brick huh. by brick Mickey dude. Okay. Um huh. But from the uh, Encanto kitchen, I'm going to go with the house-made chorizo with pota- and potato empanada. Um, it's got some turmeric aioli and a natto aioli. It goes for six fifty, um, and it is on the wonderful walk of colorful, colorful cuisine, um, which is, a, I guess, a food eating game that you could play for want of a better term. Um, so that will run you six fifty, and then I also have to get the passion fruit daiquiri. I'm not a big daiquiri guy, but boy, do I love passion fruit, and I will definitely be disappointed by it when I think this is exactly good. This is going to be exactly like the passion fruit, uh, orange and guava juice from all Disney restaurants, but it's only going to be passion fruit. So that's what I have to say about that. Tim, what are your thoughts on uh, the Encanto Kitchen? Uh, you know, the one thing I like is, you know, they're just, they're adding some different, uh, accoutrements to some of the things here. And it looks like the passion fruit mousse with the dragon fruit jam, that's going to be, uh, almost this year's version of the dessert that I was talking about last year. And it, uh, as a matter of fact, let's see here, wanted to pull it up real quick. And yeah, the, uh, the empanada looks amazing. And yeah, the dragon fruit, uh, I mean, the, the dragon fruit jam with the passion fruit mousse, it is absolutely gorgeous, popping with color. Uh, and I can almost bet that it tastes exactly as good as it looks. Uh, you know, I, I, I love that the fact that they, they didn't try to reinvent the wheel, a good solid chorizo and potato empanada 
Uh, it's, I mean, they, they complement each other. It's going to pair well. It's, it is about as good as you can get when it comes to uh, kind of a Latin American comfort food. Uh, so awesome choice, Chuck. Thank you. It's eating food is a gift, really. We, uh, we are, we are talented when it comes to that. I completely agree. So yeah, absolutely. And we did talk about pausing for a, uh, a snack break, but I think before we go down that road, I'm going to ha- throw it back over to you and have you pick the third booth that we're going to go to and have, or well, actually, no, you didn't pick anything from the menu on, uh, Oh, the kitchen place. Or did you want to go with what I went with? Actually, I will go with, uh, I'm definitely going to go with uh, the passion fruit mousse. That passion Ooh. fruit mousse just—it looks so light, fluffy. It's—it's uh, it's going to give you that—that that beautiful balance of sweet but not too sweet. <clears throat> nice, light, airy, something that you can enjoy. Something that's going to just really pop and really wake up your taste buds, but is going to leave room uh, in that hit of a stomach or even more delicious food. So definitely going with that. Okay. So now let's have you take us to our third booth and where are we going this time, Tim? Well, I am actually going to head to the pastoral palette and I'm going after, I I can't help it. I'm a sucker for it. Going after the red, red wine braised, uh, Beef short rib with parsnip puree, broccolini, baby tomatoes, and an aged balsamic. Uh, <clears throat> they, to me, uh, like a good puree or a good compote, and then topping it with a short rib and those and that good aged balsamic. Uh, it is another one where it shows that as long as your presentation is beautiful as long as your meat is the perfect temperature, as long as your cooking is on point, <clears throat> pardon me, you do not have to overcomplicate a lot. You, you really get a lot out of just a wonderful dish. If you, if you take this gorgeous cut of meat and just cook it properly, season it properly, it's, again, it's sometimes there's no limit as to what you can do with it. Well, it's actually funny that you take us over there because that was the one on my cut list. Um, but it sounds so good, the red wine braised beef short rib. Um, however, did you see the wild boar cassoulet? With yes, duck confit, and- ham hock, and wild boar sausage. It's $9, and I'm kind of going to jump in here. That was going to be my choice um, because that sounds so good. Well, if it's if it's anything like the way the Disney chefs prepare the wild boar tenderloin over at Chico, uh, they the wild boar is kind of their wheelhouse. They can do it and they can do it well. So, uh, yeah, you you're really not going wrong here. And again, especially when you're talking about uh, that kind of a wild game and all of those flavors, the duck. You know, you're going to get the flavor out of that duck. You're going to get mm-hmm. the ham hock. You're getting that gorgeous flavor out of the pork it the, almost the only decent cut of pork anymore because they don't marble pork nearly as much as they used to so Correct. You get a lot of flavor out of a good ham hock so you're you're really hitting all the bases man 
Yeah, there, there's no missing on that uh, that item, I think. Um, any drinks over there that uh, tickle your fancy? At uh, Pastoral Palette? Honestly, no, just because I'm not a I'm not a rosé fan. Yep. And this that, whole that's, that's where my issue is. It just to me, like oh, rosé, rosé, this is the you know, this this is the hot hip new wine. Uh I remember rosé back in the 80s. They called it white zinvendel and it was pink and it didn't have a fancy name and a bunch of Rich suburban soccer moms didn't drink it. Uh, my mother drank it, and it smelled like paint remover. And rosé reminds me exactly of that old white Zinfandel stuff that my mom and a bunch of, <clears throat> pardon me, and my mom and a bunch of her friends and a lot of moms on our block and our neighborhood drank. And it, I, I don't understand the rosé obsession i just honestly don't get it uh i've i've tried i've even went in with an open mind trying to taste several rosé wines rosé ciders and it's just not a good flavor yeah i i I saw the cider so i am a big uh cider fan but i i can't do the rosé i just cannot do it so i i think i as well i'm gonna to pass here and then I'm going to take us over to what is really known as the heart of um, the Disney food festivals for my second pick. And I'm going to take us over to Italy because I really enjoy microwaved everything. We're not going to Italy. Don't worry. Um, what? <laughs> I mean, everything over there is microwaved. It. I. I honestly... The one thing that really puzzles me is the one decent Mediterranean restaurant that Disney ever had was Casina, and people just shut it down in record time. Mm-hmm. I I never understood it. They they did a fantastic Mediterranean menu. I I have never run across decent, truly decent Italian cuisine. On Disney property, the closest I've gotten to dis- to good Italian cuisine on Disney property, it's technically it's still property, is uh, Palo on uh, the Dream. The Disney okay, Dream. I was going to say the Olive Garden. <laughs> uh, to me, that's honestly what a lot of the uh, a lot of the food. I mean, it's Olive Garden, Fazoli's. You know what? Hey, what happened? Don't you be smirch Fazoli's. <laughs> I enjoy that. We go to we go to um, Sandusky every year. What do, what do we have to get? Fazoli's. What do we feel afterwards? Terrible. <laughs> so what you're telling me is this the Captain D's of Italian food? Uh, yeah, yeah, and you know it's going to happen, but you do it anyways. <laughs> <sighs> it's it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. Um, but really, where where I do want to go, um, 
and I just lost it. It's the uh, the Hungry Artist. So El Artista Hambrinto. You're not here for me reading Spanish, everybody. Uh, and, and I gotta start with the uh, the carne asada. I absolutely love carne asada. Um, so it's got the seared beef tenderloin, grilled queso fresco, some refried beans, scallions, and a ranchera salsa. It is $9.50, and apparently it's the Disney Dining Plan snack eligible, which doesn't exist anymore. But this is new to um, the festival, and I, like I said, I absolutely love carne asada. So this, when I saw this, it was a absolutely must-do um, for me. Tim, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I mean, again, carne asada, and especially with uh, with how the Disney chefs prepare Mexican cuisine uh, and just Latin uh, Latin American inspired cuisine. Uh, I mean, the hacienda is really uh, is is really just blowing the doors off of fantastic food. Uh, the cantina uh, de San Angel is fantastic, and really, we are going to try the San Angel Inn, uh, the restaurant inside the Mexico Pavilion. Once again, if you look at the menu, it looks like it's been completely revamped. They brought back a couple of old favorites that were taken off the menu and. They've given a lot more freedom to the chef to explore a lot of different areas of uh, mm-hmm. of Mexico. So I am extremely excited about trying this again. That used to be one of our favorite restaurants until it lost its identity, lost its kind of own uniqueness, <clears throat> uh, lost a lot of its individuality, tried to kind of uniform it with everybody else. And it just kind of made it sad and really took down the quality of the food. So I'm really hoping... This is kind of giving power back to the chefs. So, uh, but sorry, I digress. The uh, it, it seems like the uh, the hungry artist. It uh, looks like there's a lot of inspiration here, uh, where they're really just hitting on just again another one where you're just you're doing something very simple but doing it very well. Uh, <clears throat> you really can't go wrong with what they're doing, and if you have a good ranchera salsa, a good smoky ranchera. Uh, that's going to complement that beef tenderloin. It just, I mean, the pictures look amazingly appetizing and just the description. Uh, I, I, that's exactly what I would choose from there. Uh, although that chocolate taco. Well, wow. so about that, I, we have one more round in this between the two of us and that chocolate taco made me go, ha oh, like Homer Simpson does. <laughs> um, mm chocolate taco uh it is a chocolate candy shell filled with mexican chocolate mousse and a touch of uh chile topped with a seasonal fruit i mean i mean oh and and if you look at the picture it is phenomenal it is Uh, topped with and by topped with i mean the fruits on the side so it doesn't get in the way of you enjoying the chocolate taco Uh, what i like though is it looks you know, to you get your first bite of just that all chocolate taco, and then you get to scoop with the taco, which oh, is the best yeah. part. You scoop because it looks like there's some fresh mango, uh, some pomegranate, mm-hmm. and it looks like there might be like some slivered honeydew there. Yep, with some sort of uh, a fruit sauce. It it looks amazing. It looks like it would be absolutely fantastic. So yeah, I am all about. Uh, all about trying the the uh, Disney's version of the Choco Taco. Hmm. 
All right, Tim. So for, with your last round, before we go out into our dessert break, where are you going to be taking us? Uh, <clears throat> I am going to be going to the deconstructed dish. Oh, thank God. And I'm going there for the deconstructed French onion soup. Okay. Uh, beef broth, aioli, rear espuma, <clears throat> onion bread pudding, and onion textures. Uh, brand new to the uh, Festival of the Arts. And coming in at $6.50, I love a good French onion soup. Mm-hmm. And if you can do it well, I am loyal to you to a fault. Um, fun fact about this. I actually just watched um, an episode of the Tim Tracker who vlogged and, and you know I was doing this for show research who actually vlogged getting this one I want to describe onion textures as funions um, but he got this and it looked okay mm. but what else is on that menu over there that I'm glad that you brought us to because I wanted to to say it, even though I didn't want to go there myself, is the deconstructed key lime pie, um, which is a flexible key lime curd, key lime, in air quotes, mousse, graham cracker cake, and meringues. Um, Four seventy five. It is also on the wonderful walk of color cuisine, and that is the green color. So I think you need five, and I'm already at two. Um, it looks so good. I'm not the world's biggest key lime pie guy. Um, but the presentation of this is fantastic. Absolutely. Gotta get it. It, uh, key lime. I, I saw the picture and it does look absolutely amazing. Also, if you can, you know, you're in Florida, you gotta have key lime pie somewhere. Yep. I mean, uh, my next trip down, uh, we'll be there in March, taking a trip over to uh, the Gulf Coast, going to Krabby Bill's, a favorite haunt of myself and my folks. So we used to go there when I was a kid and some of the best key lime pie you'll ever get uh, in the Sunshine State. So definitely looking forward to that. And yes, that looks phenomenal. And really, uh, when it comes to that booth, we tried the BLT last year. And that BLT is absolutely unreal. It is otherworldly. Uh, my wife and I are usually very, <clears throat> uh, very good about sharing dishes. Uh, that one, she tried to physically hide from me. She wanted the entire thing. Right. It, it is. It, it almost. We we definitely came to blows. Uh, we had kind of a lightsaber fork fight uh, over some of the last pieces. Who got uh, stabbed? Was, oh, of course me. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also pretty sure I said merengue. I definitely meant meringue. I, I figured I'm. You don't need. Did me to I say you. merengue? You, you did, but again, you know, you're There's married. No you know musical what? instruments here, folks. Well, I'm. I'm not going to do that. Uh, no. You know, I mean, after all, I didn't even know I folded towels wrong until I, you know, met my wife. And then you folded them. Yep. <laughs> Been there. Can't talk too loud. Uh, I understand. So she's out to dinner with her friends. (laughs) Let's go to another food booth here and talk about nothing else other than food. Uh, And to wrap us up, and if you noticed, I did three main courses or two main courses so far, and my third 
we're going over to Deco Delights, and I am getting that Dolce chocolate mousse. Um, <clears throat> did you see that, Tim? It looks so good. So it's going to be the uh, uh, chocolate mousse with chocolate cremo and the dark chocolate truffle for five twenty-five. I, I mean, it was a toss-up between the that and the chocolate cake type thing. Um, I, 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 I am seeing. This. Oh I my. have nothing else to say. Um. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A little beautiful. I know. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yup. And then the decadent Valrana chocolate over there, right at, right next to it. Yes. Chef's kiss. Oh. I would wow. not, however, have that beer flight. Those all look like they're very heavy beers. So let's. Uh, yeah. That's. Um, oh, you have a porter and a stout. You're not feeling well after that. Yeah. Uh, and no, that's. Oof. And then the other one of the flight is the strawberry blonde nitro, uh, which actually does look pretty good. But you're mixing it with a porter and a stout, you're you're drinking ten pounds of alcohol, basically, and uh, you're you're going to be a little bloated. Well, the one thing I have found, uh, at least my the last trip I took, uh, it was only three weeks uh, of after I decided to climb onto the wagon. And the one thing that I discovered and I was extremely happy about is because I wasn't drinking, I had room for more food. Now, of course, Hmm. this is a logical thing that you think of that, you know, it's like, oh, wow, of course. Well, when you subtract something, you get to add things. But I didn't realize how much I got to add because of it. And wow, I got to eat everything I wanted. Uh, And... Speaking of eating everything I want, I am going to go after that orange mousse with lemon cake and raspberry merengues. I don't care. That's what they're called now. We're going with merengue. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we can do what we want. This is our show. Yeah, and this is, no one. This is the Chuck and Tim show. No one's going to tell us what to do. Absolutely not. Not at least during this. Not at least, not during this forty-three minutes. Damn it. Not until it comes to folding towels. No, and loading the dishwasher. <sighs> and back and okay well <laughs> putting away laundry cooking, no 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 cooking that is my you do not come into my domain she knows better she stays <laughs> out decorating i am decorating. gonna go with that uh <clears throat> with that orange mousse and lemon cake that just looks so good the presentation on it is amazing and another one where it looks like it's just this beautiful light airy fluffy goodness that you can you get to try all of it and then there's room for more food so you get to have mm-hmm. dessert and then it's time for third dinner it's fantastic it's a win-win well i mean if you mentioned third dinner i mean we, we have heard that uh this isn't the best thing but i was looking at the uh refreshment port and because they as with everything they do have non food booth based special items. So I was looking over at the freshman report. And once again, I've heard this is not the best, but the Noki poutine with uh, red, red wine, braised beef, cheese curds, naturally. Um, 
and, and you know, a couple other things, basil burrata. Um, that is not one thing. Those are separate things. Um, that, I mean, I'd, I'd have to try it. A gnocchi poutine? Yes, of course I'm going to try that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would have to agree, especially with uh, the red wine, braised beef, uh, the cheese curds and the burrata, the warm cheese. Absolutely. Um, I know that, yeah, that hasn't gotten the best reviews. And with the refreshment outpost, uh, actually, uh, honestly, I would venture over there because I would love to try the plant-based bratwurst with spicy t- uh, turmeric uh, aioli, the coffee barbecue jackfruit, and the slaw. And the reason I say this is I have been kind of adversely against a lot of the plant-based meats. I've not been a fan of them. I don't want to taste them. Uh, call it ignorance. Call it just stupid, foolish pride, whatever. <clears throat> but my wife has had to, she's what has been referred to as a COVID long hauler. She's, it's been over a year since she's had COVID, but she not, she's had after effects. And one of the after effects that has come on recently is a lot of meat and cheese and egg proteins are smelling like toxic waste, like garbage to her. So we've pretty much become almost pescatarians as of late. Okay. And also I've been working with a lot of uh, plant-based products. And I will say that some of those plant-based products, <clears throat> obviously they're it's nothing like the real thing, but they're, they're oddly adequate substitutions. They're not bad. They keep making them taste better and better every day. And uh, I, I have to say the one, the one thing that I will definitely say that I'm sold on is uh, the soy riso. I, I love chorizo. But the one thing that bothers me about chorizo is all the grease that I always have to drain off of chorizo. Mm-hmm. And I do not get that off the soy riso. But I get all the flavor. I get all of the punch. I get all of the aroma. I get everything I'm looking for. And to tell you the truth, even my, my, it, her smell keeps getting better and better on other proteins. But even after that, I, I don't not, I, I can tell you I'll probably be cooking more with soy riso than chorizo. Because it's it's a very good, tell you the truth, it's uh, it's it's everything I'm looking for without the grease. So a couple of things. I know you said a pescatarian. Um, did I just revert into Catholic school? What's that? I, I thought I said Presbyterian. Um, <laughs> in any case, no, you said Presbyterian. Okay, so I, I was right. Uh, I, I had a brain cloud there for a second um i know you said that and not vegan but uh heather and i have been watching these two youtubers that uh they're called Damon and beck they're very canadian and by very canadian i mean i'm pretty sure they live like 35 minutes from us but that's not the point um they have their own cookbook and one of the menus or one of the things on here is a fresh spring roll it looks so good um and it's all vegan you know you, it's got smoked tofu uh mushrooms which you know, it says shiitake but you could put your favorite cucumbers carrots um avocados and then peanut sauce um i i mean i'm not a vegan i don't know that i would make this but everything that they eat looks so good 
it's when you when you put the effort in, you can actually uh, make a very good dish. I've <clears throat> I have had to get very creative in the kitchen to be able to make uh, make some dishes for her to be able to eat and have a decent meal. To it, it was a challenge getting protein at first, uh, but we have adapted, and I mean we've we've done. Uh, done a lot of seafood, but we've also, uh, I mean, I've done soy riso tacos. I've done, uh, some of the, uh, beyond, uh, some of the beyond meat, uh, for tacos. Uh, haven't, haven't really ventured into trying to do any of the fake chicken or anything else like that. Um, but we've, uh, we've experimented a lot with, uh, some of the tofu I've been able to get, I, you know, I'm very, very grateful to, uh, to Asian fusion cooking these days because it's uh, it's helped me cook a lot with uh, with tofu and given me a lot of fantastic uh, ideas for recipes. So uh, it's it's definitely a challenge, but I'll tell you, it's the one thing is you know going to you know switching over to some of this plant based stuff. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to be a sentence or a penance. It can actually taste very very good. Uh, and the one thing I like is it keeps it keeps getting better by the day. So it's. Uh, Something, uh, something I've, I'm actually oddly looking forward to experimenting more with now. So, sorry, short story, very, very long. Why I wanted to go over and try the plant-based bratwurst. Okay. Well, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up for this week. So, Tim, before we uh, we leave, where could the people find us on, or find you, excuse me, on the interwebs? If you enjoyed me, I am uh, on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim. If you did not like me, I am also on the Twitter machine at Figments Reality. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it these days. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. You can find all of us on Twitter and Facebook at The Mickey Dudes. And you can find us on Instagram at The Mickey Dudes Podcast. So thank you all for joining us this week. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think the best uh, food item is for Festival of the Arts. And we will see you all next week. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.